Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, listeners, to Art Fair Radio. This is Connie Mettler, publisher of ArtFairCalendar.com, the number one Google-rated site for art fairs, ArtFairInsiders.com, a social networking site for art fair artists, ArtShowReviews.com, where you will find reviews of art fairs for artists from artists, and CallsForArtists.com, the one place online to find shows all over the country looking for artists. Today's sponsor is PedestalExpress.com. Pedestal Express is the artist-friendly modular display that is lightweight and stores and transports in 25% of its setup size. Visit their site, PedestalExpress.com, today and watch the two-minute video setup of the demonstration. These may just be the display elements you have been looking for. Today... We are going to be. I'm speaking with two artists who have been in the art fair business for over 30 years, usually at the top shows and winning lots of awards. We'll learn their secrets and great great tips for you, and I know you're going to enjoy listening to them. One of the guests is Jody DePew McLean. Jody lives in the woods in Wisconsin. Her fine right. Hi, Jody. Hi. She does fine pastel drawings, primarily with life settings like in the old master traditions. We're also speaking with Ted Gall, who lives out in the mountains in California. Hi, Ted. Hello, Connie. Ted began his career in the arts as an animator, but quickly moved into metalworking. He's known primarily for his heroic, mythical figures and intricate small heads that tell a story. I want to welcome both Jody and Ted it's such a pleasure to talk to you today. Great to be here with old friends, and it's going to be a lot of good information. Welcome, Ted, and welcome, Jody. Hello. Oh, thank Hello. you. How Hello. are you? Okay, I'm good. I good. think I'm going to. We're going to go back and forth. Um, uh, we have known each other for a long time. Oh, gosh, I don't even know. Um, Jody, how many years you've been doing art fairs? Forty-two. Forty-two. How about you, Ted? And maybe 44. Okay. <laughs> I, I, found, okay. I found an old ribbon that I won in 1967. Mm. How wow. about that? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, that's good. That's good. All right. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to start with you, to- uh, Jody. Why are you an artist, and how did you get started to become an oh. artist? I got started when I was really, really young. I've been tunneled vision ever since I can remember about the arts. Uh, that's all I ever wanted to do. That's all I was interested in. And um, I just have pursued that all my life. Have you always done drawing? No. Um, I did a lot of other media when I was in college. Um, I thought I would maybe be a painter or, or I really loved uh, intaglio printing. Um, but that takes uh, a lot of equipment for the printing. So um, I got a degree in painting and by accident discovered the pastels, and I've been doing pastels for 40 years. Okay. And what is your educational background? I have a BA in studio art. From? Oh, Lindenwood College, which at the time was a women's college in St. Charles, Missouri. Oh, Okay. And Ted, how how come you are an artist? When and how did you get started? I you know <clears throat> I think art selected me. I don't I don't know that I uh, I I really didn't have a focus. You know I enjoyed drawing and I enjoyed people telling me gee how good you are. So I think it's like any young kid you just pursue what somebody pats you on the head for. And uh, I I just pursued it and uh, you know and it it became my life. So this is like. So you you've always you've never done anything except be an artist. Is, no, in a way. not really. Well, no, no. I, well, I've had factory jobs, things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I managed to have my first uh, working 
art job. I think I was 14 years old, working in a commercial art studio, delivering art. And you would come back and uh, do stuff, and the illustrators would uh, mark it up for you and tell you if it's good or bad or try to teach it that way. So I learned an awful lot in apprenticeships. And where? what is your educational background? Uh I've, I, I, have, I don't have a degree, but I've gone to the Art Institute of Chicago and the American Academy of Art in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, and Jody, did, did you ever have any other? Did you ever try to be a teacher or an athlete or anything well, that's like that? Well, interesting um, because uh, my my mother and father insisted that I be educated for a job. Right. I was getting a BS with a, a degree in teaching and then a minor in art. Um, but I was very, very fortunate that the dean of the art school where I was going to school just really my junior year talked me into changing to a BA, and um, th- which was wonderful. I had all my academics done, and I did nothing but studio art for two years. So I've just been an artist. Once I graduated, that's all I could do, so I had to do it. <laughs> so did you move straight from college to the art fairs, or how did, how did you get, in, get into the art fairs? I moved straight from from college. Even when I was in college, I did art fairs because I grew up in Springfield, Illinois, which has a really nice little fair. Well, it's not so little around the Capitol building. And um, when I was in college, I went to junior college there. Um, I was chosen to help be a runner for a judge one year, and that was it. I loved it. I was just hooked. (laughs) So from then on, I knew that that's even when I graduated from college, that's what I was going to do. Ted, did you ever do that show in in Springfield, Illinois? I did it once, yeah, an awful yeah. long time ago, and it was a it was a nice show. It was a good show. Yeah. We used yeah. to do it. I loved it. it nice, yeah. nice community and a nicely run show. Well, so so you were so Jody, you were a runner, and that was then you were off and running. Okay, that's for sure. <laughs> well, Literally. you know. With with you know with your background, you would have thought that you would be in galleries. Why is why are you doing why the art fairs? Um, I am in galleries. I I do about half and half, and I have always pursued that as as side by side. Right, exactly. Okay, and and but why did you choose to do art fairs? I just loved the being out there with the people. It was very exciting. It was exciting to get an immediate response to your work. And, and um, that was my, I mean, I spent all my time in the studio. So that was my social outlet was to get to know other artists. And my goodness, some of them I've known for 40 years. And it's it's a wonderful community. Yeah. Okay. All right. That, that, it's a nice balance to being in the studio, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ted, how about how about you? I know you have a you had a long and winding road to getting to the art fairs. Tell us yeah. a little bit about it. Well, I again, I, I worked uh, industrial jobs that weren't really great, and then I finally uh, landed some apprenticeships in different studios and uh, uh, worked at that for quite a while, and and just all of a sudden started doing art fairs. It was a way to get my work out in front of people, and kind of exciting to meet them, and uh, it really got to the point where. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I, ha- I had kind of some nice jobs, interesting situations, but I opted out of them to just go straight for my uh, sculpture and to do uh, to art fairs. And, it, and and along the way, galleries happened. In the beginning, I think it was an obstacle. They weren't. Uh, I never felt that I was uh, probably uh, uh, good enough in the beginning to get into a gallery. So I pursued art fairs, and it it came to be a really a good way to make a living. Uh, and then art fair, and then galleries came along afterwards. And like Jody, I do the same thing. I only do five shows a year, and I have five or six galleries that represent me from Hawaii to New York. So. Mm-hmm. And what was your first art fair? <laughs> it was in the Skokie Park, in just a little suburb outside of Chicago. But then for years I did. Uh, shows in that in in that immediate area but because it was so cold and probably for Jody also in the winter we end up migrating down to Florida and uh that's when I first uh tried the Coconut Grove show in Naples and a few of the others that were down in Florida we I would take my my wife and I would go with our two kids and we'd go down and spend uh two or three weeks down there and do shows and uh it was good a lot of fun got out of the cold from Chicago and made some money I mean, you still go to Florida don't you I do I go to Florida now just for Coconut Grove, that mm-hmm. one show. Mm-hmm. And, Jody, you certainly have spent your time going to Florida, haven't you? 
I have, and that was really when I broke out of doing just regional shows and went to do Coconut Grove for the first time in, oh, I think 1980, and it was was certainly an eye-opening experience. It was very exciting. Yeah. Well... I isn't wasn't there someone a uh, mutual friend that you used to pack up your vans together and go and do shows? Mhm. Are you talking to me? Yes, Jenny yes, Herzog. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Can you believe that? We did that in a caravan. We got two displays, two bodies of work, two people. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Jenny and I got to be really good friends. Right. Okay. Still are. Yes. So, um let's see. Jody, you live. I was astonished to find out that you have dial-up. <laughs> I didn't know when I was in a place left to have an American yeah. that has dial-up. And yeah. so you live in the woods in Wisconsin. Have you lived there a long time? We have been here full time for 12 years, but we built a house um, in the 70s when we were in St. Louis just because of the summer heat and the girls were out of school all summer and my husband um, traveled for a living, and he could travel from this area. So we just built a little house up here and came up here and and, um, spent the summer. And we've done that ever since until he decided to retire, and then we moved here full-time. And did you used to travel with your children like Ted did? Oh, my mother, my children, my dog. We all went went in a station wagon, of course, you know, with your homemade display. Right, right. Pegboard, pegboard. Pegboard. Oh, so heavy. Yes. Yes. Okay. And what what about you, Ted? Why why do you live where you do, and what, what difference has that made to you? Uh, I moved, yeah, I moved to California 20 years ago. I had a really nice life uh, in the Midwest, and I liked it an awful lot, but I was kind of tired of the cold, so I thought I would uh, try to California. And uh, my, I had just married about that time, and uh, my wife and I went out to visit her family in a small town in um, Southern California called Ojai, and it's up in the mountains, and it's about 12 miles from the ocean. And it's uh, just a beautiful place, and uh, people kind of respect your privacy, and I got a great studio here, and... Um, and I've been here ever since. So. You're so far away from any shows. Well, that that was a, that was a big question, in the, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the beginning, you know, and and actually, I went from Chicago and I tried a couple shows out in California, just traveling out there to see how I would do, and uh, you know, and it was okay. There, they, I, I never felt that the California shows equaled the Midwest or the East Coast, but it was still a way to make money, and uh, but. Um, I think it outweighed it, you know, where I, where I was at, and I wasn't doing that many shows. If I only do five shows a year, it's really, it's really not that hard. The one the one show going all the way across to uh, Miami is the hardest, but then in the uh, middle of the year, I try to concentrate on the Midwest, and then finally at the end of the year, I'm just out in California. So, Jody, uh, how many shows did you do in? Are you doing in 2012? I did six. Okay, and how about you? I'm kid? done. Ted, what about five? You? Five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, at the height of it, Jody, like how many shows did you do? What's the largest number of shows you ever did in a year? Mm, probably ten. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of those were. I'm sorry. A lot of those were um, circulated in Florida when we used to. When Jenny and I used to go down, and I wouldn't go down just for one show, but maybe we would go down for two or three. Um, so that boosted the number considerably. Do you still go to Florida? I do, but just for one show. You, you do? Do you still go to do the Grove? No, I don't. I do Winter Park. Winter Park. Okay, it's a shorter drive, right? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, right? A little bit. Okay. Okay. Ted, have you don't do Winter Park anymore? I haven't done it for quite a while. It's a great show. I like yeah. it. You yeah. know, it's just that I didn't. It just doesn't uh, work out in the schedule for some reason. It, you know, it, you know, if I'm, you have, you know, I'd have to leave and go for two shows, not one. Mm-hmm. If I could tie it together, but Winter Park is, I believe, is separated by a bit of time from uh, the Grove. Oh, right. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so okay. it's a convenience issue. When when you first uh, Jody, when you first started doing art fairs, um, what was what was your body of work? 
Well, it was all plein air drawing. That's what I did until the early 80s um, because I did not have a a real studio. Um, And I had two small children at home, and pastels are really, really dirty. So um, everything I did was plein air. Wow. So have have you always only done originals? Yes. And how did you make that decision? (laughs) Well, Um, I'm always working on things. Mm-hmm. No matter whether a lot of people say, "Oh, you must have a lot of work in your house," and I don't. I, I don't dare because it it lasts as long as I look at it, and then I have to take it down and, and rework it. So, <laughs> I I just am never really satisfied. You know, I stop when I have to stop and get ready for a show, and that's really true. Mm-hmm. So if so, in the early days, well, what what is different about what you have in your booth these days as to say? in 1984? Um, Everything now is fabricated in my mind. I don't use any photos, any sketches, anything for reference. Uh, And this has been true of about the last six years. And it's really liberating, and it doesn't make any difference if I live here in the woods or not because my subject matter just comes in the studio. Would you say... Would would you say you were kind of an introverted person? Oh, I'm not kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to dance around it. <laughs> oh, you mean we didn't talk? This is not one of the questions I set you up beforehand. But, but uh, you know, as you're saying this, I my my, my husband Norm Darwish is a photographer, and there was no way what was outside of his body ever influenced what he was going to. Shoot, or what he was going right. to do. Yeah, and I that's can what it understand sounds like that. I'm hearing you say. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. It it starts in your brain. <laughs> right, exactly. And then you can make it be whatever you want it to be. It, and it, sometimes it just leads me, which is very interesting. You know, sometimes it just changes on its own. Mm-hmm. It's it, it ends up being very different than something I would thought that maybe I was going to start with. Okay, so. Um, is your work like in a, at a show now? Like, how many pieces would you hang in a booth? Usually, eighteen to twenty is a, a really good inventory for me. Mm-hmm. And in the earlier days, did you make smaller things and have forty pieces hanging? Never, never. Okay, never. All right. Okay. And Ted, I think that we became friends back in the time before you started making some of your smaller pieces. That's right. Yes, and, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Back, back. Once upon a time, and so your your work when you first so when we first I remember first seeing you at the shows there was always just these larger than life amazing figures. Mm-hmm. Um, you surely didn't take those to your first show. What did you have in the beginning? No, there were smaller pieces. They, they, I, you know, I always did kind of heroic figures. It just, you know, you just change the size. That's all. Make them look bigger. And, and you know, and people's assumption, you know, that all I ever did was large work is really wrong. <laughs> I mean, if you saw me with one or two large pieces, then people would interpret that all I'm doing is big stuff. And at one point, you know, they, you know, I'd, I'd carry a couple. Uh, uh, Four footers with me, or maybe a five or six foot piece, and uh, uh, but but many other small pieces also. It uh, I don't know, I, again, it's a you know it's a you know it's a big difference when you're you know a, a sculpt a sculptor or a, a painter. I mean, your weight, the things you're dealing with. You know, I'm all of a sudden dealing with a a, a truck that's got heavy duty weight. I've got to have helpers. You got to have carts to move stuff. Um, you know, we just, uh, you know, I often wish that I had gone over to paper mache. That would have been easier <laughs> on my life, you know. But uh, but I started with steel, and that's what I learned. And and when I moved to California, um, I got an in- introduction to uh, a foundry, and I started working in wax and starting to cast bronze. So I really didn't uh, uh, luck out. <laughs> you know, I didn't get anything lighter. And then I went to doing smaller stuff that also is heavy. So, you know, I never really made out on that. So it just keeps me in shape. You know, that's good. You know, and my back is good. But uh, so now I do a combination of small and large things. But most of the medium size of figures that are two feet tall or three feet tall, they're uh, they're meant as maquettes for larger pieces anyway. So I can use them to go up to bigger commissions. And that's what 
how it that's how I usually get larger pieces anyways. So Okay. So let's see. Okay, so Jody, okay, so this is, you know, this says you everybody who's listening knows as well as you guys know. This business is an up and down rolls with the economy, rolls with who happens to stop in your booth that day, right? Right. It is. It is. And as, I guess that's one of the charms of it, or I always like to say it's a, sort of a Buckminster Fuller kind of a thing. Intermittent reinforcement keeps right. us going. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that, that, well, that's truly, right? I mean, that's true. That's several true. zero shows, and then, whoops, here well, it comes. What's a happened good one. here? Yeah. <laughs> and you get so excited. Okay, I guess I will do another art fair. <laughs> so what about you, Jody? What, when, what, have you had any real setbacks in this business where you thought you just couldn't go on? Yes, you know, but unfortunately it's been health. It, it hasn't been devastating shows. Um, I've been very fortunate, and um, not that I'm not sorely affected by the economy like everybody else, but um, I, I certainly know of other artists that are looking for other jobs, and and I just I have not needed to do that. Okay, and what and what about you, Ted? Well, I you know I uh, I'm doing fine. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not having a problem paying my bills or anything like that. I made a I made an awful lot more money um six years ago, five in two thousand and seven. Any anything from two thousand up to two thousand and seven were probably the greatest financial years that I ever had. They were outstanding. But uh I think uh anybody that really speaks honestly, you know, took a hit after two thousand and seven. You know, you know, you you can still make it, but you were making it really well before that. I mean, and and uh, art, even good art, is uh, you know, is gravy on your plate. You know, it's not the essentials. So, uh, you know, I think art fairs uh, hurt an awful lot. You know, I, I you know, I didn't need a financial advisor to tell me that uh, things were bad in the spring in Florida in 2008. You know, it was pretty obvious. You know, things just happened real quickly. Uh, but I do see that things have gotten better. It was very hard to hold out for these past five years. I know a lot of artists like Jody has said have really just quit shows completely and, uh, you know, have tried to look for something else to do. Uh, uh, I don't know what else I would do. You know, that's what I do. And so I've just pursued, you know, and, uh, and hung in there. And, and, uh, and now I feel that it's coming back. I don't think it's as great as it was, but I think it's, you know, it's still a good, it's a good way to make a living. It's the way I want to make a living, you know. So. Well, you you have a you have a lot of a investment in equipment, don't you? Right. I mean, what, well, what kind yeah. Of I mean, the 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 um, one of the reasons I have I have really great studios. I mean, I, have, I bought property that had big buildings in them. So, uh, and and a lot of equipment for anything welding, grinding, uh, casting techniques, and things like that. And again, I and I have a, a couple employees that I've uh, kept employed for you know these past five or six years and we've just cut back on somewhat on their days but uh um you know it still works you know and doing doing the heavier and the bigger things i still you know i'm still getting commissions periodically for life-size pieces or things like that you need help i just can't uh do it by myself i'm a bit older than when i started and uh you know uh, years just take their toll on you but uh it's always nice to have uh, young strong backs around to help you so Yes, well, this this is a business where it pays to be yeah. healthy for sure. I, oh, and yeah, I always definitely. felt like it was a, it was one of the perks of the business. I mean, you if you wanted to be in it, you had to stay healthy, and there's nothing wrong with getting out and lifting up boxes and putting up tents on a weekend. It's that's a good it's a good thing to do. Yeah, right? yeah. But, yeah. I never really thought about that until probably the last couple of years, you know. And and you know now I feel a, a bit more. But uh, yeah, it's really really true. Okay. Well, Jody, how how far do you travel for to do a show? The farthest I travel is Sausalito uh, and Winter Park. The other shows are really within like a day and a half of me, which is really very nice. So um, it's at the very beginning and it's the very end that's all the driving. <laughs> and and you don't you don't fly to shows, do you? No, I don't. No, because. Well, let's. What, what what are the largest dimensions of your pieces? 
Well, the largest dimensions that are in the gallery are usually like three feet by four feet, but I just don't take those outside. Uh, that's as big a piece of glass as I can carry, and um, <laughs> I just uh, I don't want to wrestle with it. With you never know the weather and and so on and so forth. It's um, you know if people want to see something, then when the website is up, it, it, they're on the website. So or else they're in the gallery. So it, it, they're they're being shown, just not by me. Okay, but you you do have some galleries, right? right? I know when I was looking up information about you that there that I found bunches of galleries. Yeah. Do you, and Ted, I know you don't fly, do you? It's always on the road. No, no. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'll have somebody drive the show there, and I'll fly there. Oh, okay. Well, are you going to be at the Sofa Show in in Chicago soon? Yes, yes. And and there I'll ship work out for Sofa, and then I'll fly out. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. For something like that. All right. right. Um. Do um, Jody? Do you still have to apply to shows, or are they all pretty much invitational? The handful that I do, um, I've been very fortunate. They're invitational. Um, the the three that are on and off and on and off um, that used to be in my my repertoire, I've I've you know I get in one year and then I don't get in for two years and then I'm in one year and so no, I still have to. I still have to apply to, to um, if if I want to go back to doing eight shows or nine shows a year, I I still need to apply to those. But I don't know. Somehow, when you get that invitation, it's really alluring to <laughs> just put that on your calendar and know that you've got that to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And what about you, Ted? Do you still it's apply? The same, to pretty shows? much. It's uh, it the, most of the shows that I do, I'm invited to. There's one, one that I have to apply for and periodically I get knocked out of it but uh mm-hmm. you know So you so what do. what Jody so what are the shows that you you're doing in 2012 or have done uh, Winter Park um Brookside in Kansas City uh Old Town in Chicago Ann Arbor the original in Michigan um Sausalito um oh and I did Vero Beach Oh okay and what about you Ted what about your 2012 shows Mm, um, the Grove and uh, Old Town in Chicago, Milwaukee Lakefront, Cherry Creek, and Sausalito. Okay, all right. Those those are nice nice shows. Okay. You know they're nice shows, in, but I think what Jody and I do is we'll end up staying at a show for a long time. I, I sometimes I don't uh, feel adventuresome like I want to go out and try some new shows, mm-hmm. and I think that's just an issue with myself. You know, which might be good for business too but uh since i'm doing okay i don't i don't do that you know i'm kind of lazy but i think uh you know making the effort to try uh new locations is probably good you know you can only be a hero for so long in one area you know and it uh, well if that's true i mean you can yeah both of you you know with your price point and your work even though it's not Oh, and I guess it's sort of traditional in a sense. Um, you can wear out your audience because there are only maybe five people who are going to come to that show who are interested, and they've already bought from you, right? Do you run into uh, that? Uh, uh, That's true. I, I think one of the nice things is getting repeat customers. Right. And yeah. I've been doing shows long enough now that my clients' children are buying my work. Ah. I mean, that's really kind of nice. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, that's kind of a nice thing, yeah. So. That yeah, that is so. You're like the family artist. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Somebody's okay. met at you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do so. Do you? Um, are you concerned about the images, Jody, that you use for jurying? Do you make new images every year? How do you handle that part? I do make new images every year, but because. Most of the shows I am invited to, um, it it's really then I choose what I want to use for for them to use for advertising. Um, it's not that I have to send in slides to jury, but I do or not even slides anymore. What am I time? I'm showing my age. Um, but um, I I because the work does change, and so I just don't rely on a set of four or five things that I've had for you know several years I, the work changes too much to do that and and Ted about the same 
Same, yeah. I, I shoot, well, I shoot all new stuff each year. At least I try to have good three or four sessions. And, you know, the things that, you know, once a piece of work gets out of your hands, it's gone. You don't have it anymore. You know, it's right. lost. So I really try to find my favorites and shoot them up pretty big. I've got a good photographer out here and, and do a good job on it. So I've got something to hold them, you know. so I don't shoot everything that I do, but I pick the things that are really great, I think, and shoot them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jody, do you have somebody who does your shooting for you? I do. I'm very fortunate. I have somebody that's right here in town. So that's. I was very, very concerned about that. But um, I found him right away, and he's, he shoots. It's amazing here in the woods. There are several artists that, that do outdoor shows, and so he knows exactly what he needs to do. Ah, that's great. Uh, I'm, to all my listeners, we're about halfway through already. I am talking to Jody DePue-McLean, who does fine pastel drawings, and Ted Gall, who's a sculptor. And they are veterans of many shows, and we're trying to find out what makes a successful art career. Um, So let's see. So my next question, oh, and then, yes, of course, my sponsor is PedestalExpress.com. We can't forget Patrick Mitchell and his wonderful modular displays that are lightweight and easy to transport and set up. He's got a great video at PedestalExpress.com. You can see how these pedestals work for you, and they may just be what you're looking for. Okay, so then the next thing, let's see. Do you, um, Jody? we'll start with you again. Um, so is your, your, your main, your main income, it is most, it's from the art fairs and the galleries. Do you do any marketing besides the art fairs? Um, you mean like magazine advertising or something yes, like that? right. Or um, I don't email do marketing or... No, um, well, yes, I, we, my husband does that. He he does the emailing before a show, but I also send out um, postcards of a, a very recent image to send to people. I find if they have something at hand that it's it makes more of an impression than just an email that, that they get that I'm going to be at a show. Um, and... Um, that I I don't do really anything else. The, the magazine advertising or so forth is usually done by the gallery. Okay, so there's that. There's how that works for you then. Right. Well, yeah. What about you, Ted? Do you exactly are you doing... the same? Oh, gosh, you guys, you, know, you got it down. You got it down. To... <laughs> I mean, we do. We do send. I, uh, yeah. Claudia, my wife uh, prepares uh, mailers and ships them out, and we send them out by mail, snail mail, rather than. Uh, Emailing, I think people like to have something in their hand, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just how old I am. But it seems to work, um, mm-hmm. you know. And I always get people thanking me for sending them something about a show. So, mm-hmm. and it's usually shots of new pieces. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, Jody, then let's let's talk about what is what has been satisfying. What's your most satisfying story about the art fair business? My most satisfying. Hmm. I your think biggest just, thrill. What's your biggest thrill? Did you ever win that big prize at Winter Park? I did. You yes, did? Yes, I did. I did. And my <laughs> knees were weak. I, honestly, <laughs> that is really true. Um, I think that was certainly exciting, but I, um, I've i been very fortunate two times to sell everything that was in my booth. Now, that's been Whoa. quite a while ago. But that's... That's a feeling that is just beyond, you know, compare. Wow, where did that happen? First time was Ann Arbor, and the second time was Old Town in Chicago. That That was was very exciting, very exciting. Very exciting. What about you, Ted? You got any good stories? Uh, I don't know. I I won that big prize at Winter Park one year, and I bought my wife a new bathroom. How about that? <laughs> you know, it would have been nice to put it in. I would have thought a car or something like that. You know, <laughs> I you think know. I better do. I think I'm going to go get a hold of those folks at Winter Park and find out who won those awards and find out what people did with yeah, it. I, I think that that would be pretty interesting. <laughs> that would be a good blog post for ArtFairInsiders.com, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> what yeah. what we do with our money? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, so let's. Um, what what is the price range of your work, Jody? 
$800 to really $8,000. Okay. And what about you, Ted? Um, usually around $1,000 up to whatever I can carry with me or how big it'll be. And if it's a big piece, it could be 20000 you know, more. And it just depends was, upon the piece, you know. And it, it, you know, and that's not really fair because somebody will see something at a show and they'll commission it, and you really can't isolate it to one show. Uh, right. You know, they'll see something, and then you know, two years later, you'll hear something. You'll hear from somebody, and they've decided that they want something, you know, based on that piece that they saw. You know, recently, uh, my my last podcast was was with a man who uh, specializes in art marketing for art for artists. And his point was that you can't necessarily expect people to buy something the first time. They need to see it. They need to touch it. They need to see you again. They need to talk to you again. What do you think about that, Ted? No, I, I think that's true. I, you know, and that, and that goes hand in hand with having a bad show. You know, I don't. I, I won't dump a show if it's slow for me. I'll go back and try it again, and I'll try it again. And you know, I think you work at it a little bit, and you can develop it. Uh, but no, that's true. People do like to meet you. They like to get to know you. Uh, uh, you know, they're they're not. You know, they want something beyond the mystery of an artist over there. They want a human being to talk to, and you know, and find out what they're about. You know, what your likes. It, people that have that have bought from me in general will become really good friends. You know, and it uh, uh, the the, the Earlier, Jody talked about all the uh, people that we've met and shows that we've exhibited with, and those those are my friends and 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 the clients that have bought from me. And in a and a and a big kick always is having that client come back and buy something else too. You know, it's just fortifying that they you know that uh, you know that it wasn't just a, a splash in the pan. You know, it's something that somebody really likes. And then when you get a collector that buys many pieces, then you know you re- it, that's really a good feeling. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about what about you, Jody? Well, I feel exactly like Ted, and I I always do better at shows that I have some longevity at because of my price point. It's I don't have any impulse items. Um, Ted doesn't either, and so people need to, I think, follow you and and know that you're going to have the the quality of work from year to year. And so I always do better at shows that that I have had some longevity. Um, he talked about earlier about not exploring new shows. That that usually doesn't work for me for a couple, three years. Mm-hmm. But you you will go back if you feel interest? What, what will make oh, you go sure. back? If you, oh, yeah. sure. Sure, I will. Sure. Mm-hmm. It all depends on... It's not the number of pieces necessarily that, that I sell, but it's the interest, the people that I can just... You can tell when you talk to people if there's actual true interest there in what you're doing and and a connection, and that's important. Mm -hmm. And that may take a couple years before they actually buy something. Mm -hmm. And you probably have people who collect your work also, have more multiple people. I do. I do. Right. I wish I had And sometimes that's scary because, like Ted said, you always want to have new people in there, but uh, most of my business is repeat business. What was your what was your best show ever? You don't have to tell me how much money you made, but what was your best show ever, Jody? Well, it had I'm, to be in Ann Arbor when I just sold everything. Now, even which, though it was many years ago and the price points were very different, but um, I mean that was that was truly a, a wonderful experience. <laughs> and that's how long not ago was I that? Oh, it was about twelve years ago. But you still continue to go and do that show, though. That's oh. regularly on your list, right? If I get in this year, then it'll be 30 years in a row. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, really. And I've given good. up, and I've always come back. So <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I that know says. it was really hot last year. Oh, God. oh yeah. <laughs> Kid, have you ever done Ann Arbor shows? Yes, I did Ann Arbor shows many, many years ago when it was uh, two people to a booth. Oh, and, uh, right. Yeah, and the engineers would uh, erect the uh, the booths. They would put these huge plastic coverings, these roofs on them, and we would bring our pegboard in. And I would, as a sculptor, I would have the, the ground. And uh, my good friend Frank Ricance was a painter, and uh, oh, Frank, we used to yeah. show together. And uh, and then all of a sudden, the wind would come down through the engineering building and rip up 20 tents at one time. <laughs> 
you know, just uh, send wood flying all over the place. Yeah, Ann Arbor was a uh, was a lot of fun, and uh, but it was back in the years when it was only one show, not many shows. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. So I have yeah. so I have not done it for probably uh, over twenty some years, and for that reason, you know, I just mm-hmm. think I just thought that it got too uh, too crowded, and uh, you know, it kind of took away something from it. So I'm going to venture a guess that your best show ever is at Coconut Grove. Yeah, pretty pretty much, yeah. And and no. and what and what it led to, you know, was even better, you know, even larger larger things. I yeah, if I I've met clients I've met clients there from all over the world and, and uh and I had clients from Switzerland and Germany and uh all over the States and and many of them came from Coconut Grove and uh it just seems they had another venue down there at the same weekend. They had an international boat show. Yeah, the well, boat oh, show. Oh, what brings wow. what brings big money? But uh, you know, yeah. and uh and uh, and and that was it, you know. So you're right, yes. Yeah, right. I I remember Coconut Grove, and I don't know the drug dealing days, but people were stuffing money in your pocket, stuffing cash right. in your pocket. And I'll was, take this, and here's the cash. Dollars in a brown paper bag, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I don't. Is that still going on? You, I've been there for a few years. I have. I I I don't see that anymore at all. I, you no. know, it's not. It's really changed an awful lot. It's quite, quite a bit different, but uh, still good. Still a nice show, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so do but, you? Um, but Midwest yeah. shows were very good this year. Were they? I mean, Chicago and Milwaukee. Uh, yeah. For me, they were very good, and they were like coming back from the old days. So, so that's really a nice, nice thing, I think. So. How many years you been at Old Town? You know, I really don't know. How about you, Jody? Uh, since 1990. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And was how was was Old Town okay for you this year? No, it wasn't. No, no it, I yes. one piece. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it. It was you know, it was pretty it was pretty disheartening. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, see, it's, Ted had a good show and, and I well, didn't. Well, it, so. it, it might have been mm-hmm. I was a poster person this year. I mean that might oh, have been, right. that might, good you know that that could make a big difference. You know, that, right. you know, and, that, and I never yeah. thought it would, but it was really you know it was pretty yeah. pretty good. So. Well, yeah. and, the, and because you're from Chicago, people maybe you know saw that poster right. and said, "Oh, here he is again. Is this is the time?" You know, I, I could here, I could here. totally see that. Yeah, here those he is are your again. roots. <laughs> here he is. We better get him before he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. Right. Yeah. So uh, from the tone of this, it sounds like both of you may have been to some shows where you didn't sell anything. Is that true for you, Jody? No, I have never had a show that I sold nothing, but I've certainly been to shows where one piece has been my total <laughs> your t- uh, output for the, for the show. Which and, and what do you think when that happens? Oh, then you think that's it. You know, I'm not coming back. I'm I'm done. I I can't do this anymore. And and like I say, and and then you get the invitation, and you know, either in the mail or an email, and you think, well, okay, I guess I'll go back one more time, and it'll be different. It'll be different next time. It's okay. always a very optimistic. You have to be optimistic and say it'll be different. It'll it'll if it's bad, then next time it'll be different. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Ted? Any any zeros? I've never had I've never had a zero, yeah. and um, and lucky. But you know they've been I've had shows that just weren't up to last year or the year before, and that's kind of disheartening. And you're all upset at the show, but it, that that seems to go away in about a month, and uh, you're ready for the next one. <laughs> you know life is really anticlimactic if I don't have a show to look at. You know I really uh, I have I work good under pressure, and if I don't have a show to work for. You know whether it's a month away or uh, six months away, it's kind of uh, disheartening for me. So I really, I have to have my, uh, you know, I have to have a full plate for energy there to keep me keep me going. I, I'm getting to the point where I want to lay back a little bit more, but but it's still it's still there. I'm always looking for that next show. So. Next show. I heard really good reports about a show this year that I didn't know anything about. Do any of you? Know anything about Art in the Pearl in Portland? Either of you ever done that show? No, no, no. I have not. No. Hmm. Well, I, I heard I heard good reports this year, and I do nothing about that. That's always that's always a surprise to me because I've been in this as long as you guys have. Okay, okay. Now let's get down to a little bit of nitty gritty here. Can an artist 
I get these questions on my website, artfairinsiders.com, often. Is anybody earning a living here? Are you earning a living, Jody? Yes. Yes. I have been very fortunate to earn a living, truthfully, since the beginning. From the beginning. I remember how many years ago was it that the Wall Street Journal did an article about you? That was in the late 90s. That was, and it was amazing. There was somebody that we knew in the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it was a nice article because it wasn't about the art per se. It was an entrepreneurial section, and so it was about the business. And I think that is sorely lacking even today in art school when when somebody, I mean, my daughter graduated with a a BFA, and um, I had to go out and talk to them in California about Yes, you can make a living, and you don't have to be a bartender. Uh, it, people just don't believe that they, uh, unless they are actually experienced that themselves. Okay, so I was at this arts festival conference in Chicago a couple weeks ago, and there were some artists doing presentations on earning a living as an artist, and several of them in a row got up and said, their professors said, never do art fairs. And your response, Ted, is? That's silly. <laughs> I've always done art fairs. I, I, it, to me, it's been, uh, I had a lot of people that say, well, God, you know, you should only you should only uh, show in a gallery. And uh, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm in much better shape than so many artists that all they ever did was show in a gallery. I mean, art fairs have, uh, have provided me with a, and my family, with the, and and my grandchildren, with a, a nice living, you know, through art fairs. So. I re- remember. I think some... it's, I really think it's what you put into. I, you, you can't say that totally, but you really you really have to have a you have to have a good work ethic, and you've got to be you've got to practice your trade. You've got to you, you've got to be a good craftsman. You got to be good at what you're doing. It, 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 having done shows for about forty years now. Uh, sometimes it gets pretty frightening because it's always a, uh, it's still a challenge. You know, it's very competitive every time you go to a show as to who has something better than you. You know, I walk around and I look at that, and there's a lot of really good young people out there that are out. So it keeps older people <laughs> like me, uh, it keeps you sharp. You know, there's really a lot of good people, and there's there's good potentials out there. It's just anybody that's hitting it now, it's a little bit tougher than it was 10 years ago. So you've just got to have a little bit more tenacity, I think. So, so Jody, was that more I than you th- wanted? No, no, no. That's that's true. I mean, Jody answered one of one of my questions was, "Are any of your children artists?" And here we just heard Jody, your daughter has a BFA. Yes, she's a graphic designer in San Francisco, and uh-huh. um, she loves it. Yeah, oh. she loves it. And Ted, I I know that you're. Some of your kids were working for you, but are any of them artists? My my uh, my two daughters are not artists. They're, mm-hmm. They they have nice families, mm-hmm. and but my son is now mm-hmm. going to uh, Santa Barbara City College, and he's going for film. Sam? So, Sam, yeah. Really? So, so Sam's uh, yeah, and he's been uh, he's been working at it for actually he's been going to going up to college for two years while he's been in high school. So he's uh, he's working at it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's always interesting to see people from our business where, where their children end up. What, those there are very few who join them on the streets. Oh, and some of them end up with sure. PhD it would be painful for some of them. I mean, you yeah. get drug away to an art. My one daughter was just about raised in art fairs, and she really she, she still loves them. But uh, I, I mean, I I could see that you know being pulled away, and you know it's not always the greatest job. But, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. If if anyone who's listening would like to call in, I have a number. We'll be taking a few calls. If anybody wants to call, it is 805-243-1338. 805-243-1338. Okay, so then, so um, do you have, um, I'm looking for more about where where the income comes from. Ted, where, where is your where where does where do you, how do you make your money besides you mean security? from dollar amounts or what? <laughs> um, what 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 are I your sell oranges from my property. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
is you mean like from what dollar amounts? No, not what? necessarily. But what is are the art fairs? You, okay, where where does the money come from for you that pays the bills at your house? Most of the money comes from art fairs. It has always come from art fairs. I'd say I'd say seventy five percent of what I make comes from art fairs. And okay. I'm in some pretty good galleries now, but it, you know it's um, it's always been art fairs. You told me a story this winter about someone wanted you to do a commission, and you were hesitant about the price, and then you found some other. Tell tell this our people that story. You know which one I'm talking about? No, I don't remember that one. Somebody in Vegas, somebody, in, some woman saw one of your commission pieces, and yeah, she wanted you to do a piece for her boyfriend. Okay, all right. I'd okay. Not. Okay. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's yeah, there's some things you want to do, and there's some things that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. and uh, and I think at some point in your life you deserve to refuse to do things for people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So so the art fairs have provided you your audience that have given you other opportunities. Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and what about you, Jody? Do you have income from other sources? No, no, it's always, uh, like Ted, 75% from the art fair. The rest is from the gallery. Um, I don't do commissions. Um, if I do, it's it's under the stipulation that it's something that I wouldn't do myself and that they're, they're under no obligation and I would put it right back in my inventory. So it's really not a commission. Um, it's always been art fairs, and it's been very lucrative. Okay. We actually we have a caller. I'm going to take a call, and I don't have a screener, so who knows who this is going to be. Hello, whoever is calling from the 612 area code, do you have a message for us? Yes, uh, Connie, it's Jenny here to talk. And I have a question for those two oldies. Um, how do they think they will be marketing their work five or ten years from now, being that they've both been doing shows for close to 40 years, what do they see their future as being? Well, I mean, I, I don't I don't see a change. It, it, I'm, I'm certainly you don't see not, a change. Okay. I don't, I'm, I'm not retiring. You know, I'm not going to stop. And how, how about you, Jody? Oh, gosh. My husband and I wrestle with this every time we come home from a show. I, <laughs> yeah. I um <laughs> Ten years, I can't even think. I mean, I'm 67, so ten years, I know that I won't. I don't. I just know I won't be outside. Um, but I certainly like to do it just as long as I'm I'm physically able to do it. I I don't see right now in this economy just going to the gallery is not economically viable. It, it really isn't to just put all your your eggs in that basket and. So, plus, I feel like I've lost control of my business when I do that. It, at the art show, I'm in charge, and um, and you go home with the money in the bank. Exactly, exactly, and don't I don't have, have to, to wait to get, to get paid, get paid yeah. for it, you know. And sure, sure, yeah. right. How uh, are you, Jenny? One other question, Jody. Do you still have a website? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do, but I'm having a lot of trouble with my domain name. So uh, as soon as we get that figured out, it'll be up and running. Okay, all right, because I knew I couldn't find it a few uh, weeks ago, and I it, it, I only went to the Dreamgrass website, so I just have to back up for now then. That for now, yeah. That's the one I okay. like to for this show, to the Gingras Gallery, yes. Thanks, Jenny. Great to hear from you. And interestingly, sure. Jenny... And it, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed the show today. It's been wonderful, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, Jenny, that was one of the questions that was on my list, Jenny. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? So you just beat us to it. Let's let um, we just have a few minutes left here. It looks like on my calendar six minutes, so this means probably about four. Um, there are young people or even older people who are coming from someplace else starting in the business. I would like, can you each of you give me a couple of tips for people who are just starting out in the business? Doesn't matter if they don't have to be young or old, but if you were starting in this business, what would the most important thing you could tell somebody? Ted, you got any suggestions? Uh, you know, I mean, you just have to love what you're doing. I mean, and that sounds like kind of a feeble answer, but um, if if you're going to try to make a living, or if you're going to try to 
for it to hold your interest, it's something you've really got to want to do, not just something to make money. I mean, I get up every day uh, wanting to go down to my studio. I'm, I'm ready. I go down there seven days a week, and it's because that's what I enjoy doing. You know, that's that's the safest place in my life is down in my studio because I'm in control of it. And once you're you're good at it, I think that's uh, I don't think there's a better feeling. So. Okay. And what what about you, Jody? Well, I think Ted's right. It's something that you have to need to do uh, the art, and then whether you market it outside or whether you market it at a, at a gallery. Um, whatever suits you, you the best, that that's for you. But outdoor shows are a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of discipline. You can't slough off in between. You can't say, oh, gosh, I've got this inventory now, and then have a halfway decent show and then think, well, I'm going to do something a week before the next show. You you won't keep up your <laughs> the quality of your work, and, and that's really important to, to be consistent for people and, and to have them know that what you're doing is is legitimate and from from you it, it is you hanging out there that's important. Right, that you're representing yourself. Yep. Right. And and, and take, that takes guts and it does yeah. a lot of belief in yourself. And and you guys, after all these years, you've certainly surely probably have moments of doubt, but you certainly know who you are and where you stand. In, as an individual, looks like we have another call here from somebody who from the six zero nine area code. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, Judy. This is Karen. Um, I have a question. Um, my computer's been kicking your sound off and on, so I just realized I could get you online. I mean, on the phone. Um, will this broadcast be put on again or in the archives, where I could actually listen to the whole thing without it kicking off? That's right. It, it, it is archived. You'll be able to download it. You can find it at blogtalkradioartfairradio.com. You can find it at, at iTunes. We got it all covered. Thank you for asking. Thank you so much. And this, what little bit I got to hear is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, now we all all of us know people who are a little discouraged from doing the shows, been at it a long time. Any any buck me ups, attaboys sort of things you can give to them, Ted? <laughs> just keep at it. Just you know, it'll just just try harder. <laughs> that's all I can give you. That's that's that was very profound. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. about you, Jody? <laughs> well, just the same thing. I mean, you have to just. I feel so badly for people that are having to drop out, um, and I understand that. I mean, if you have a family, a young family, there's even though you're trying your hardest, sometimes it just doesn't work. But just be true to yourself and and do do what you honestly want to do. What is you? And it'll show through, and people, I think, will will recognize that and will be, respond to that. Okay, that wraps it up for today. I want to thank both of our guests, Jody McLean and Ted Gall. You guys are great. I appreciate it so much. Um, I want everybody to know we have more interesting shows in the works. The next up is Jennifer Rapp Peterson, creator of IndieMade.com, a user-friendly website that enables artists and indie entrepreneurs to build their online presence. You know I'm big at Online, we need you to all have good websites, including the top artists. Nice and visiting it, with you, Connie. Nice to right. talk to you. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. That, so that about does it here. I would like to uh, appreciate hearing back from you. Please give me some feedback at artfairinsiders.com. Uh, there's a, the, the podcast is posted right there. I'd appreciate your thoughts and comments on the topics, guests, questions, or even technical points like the audio levels and promotion of the show. Did you know that you can download these podcasts to listen to again and again to pick up the best tips? Also, you can subscribe free to the podcast at iTunes.com to have them handy and to share with your friends. So I'd appreciate hearing from you again. I thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our speakers. And until the next time, please visit ArtFairInsiders.com. Tell your friends about us, like us on Facebook, and most of all, go out, create, and make 
money. Mm-hmm. 